When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Have you ever heard that story that Napoleon used the Egyptian Sphinx for target practice and shot its nose off? Or maybe you've heard that a French astrologer named Nostradamus correctly predicted nearly 500 years of human history. Or maybe someone told you that the legendary blues guitarist Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads in Mississippi. These stories are what I like to call historical myths. Great little tales that may or may not have any basis in historical fact. On Our Fake History, we explore these historical myths and try to determine what's fact, what's fiction, and what is such a good story. It simply must be told. If you dig stories about death-obsessed emperors, lost civilizations, desperate sieges, voodoo black magic, and famous historical figures you thought you knew, then Our Fake History might just be your new favorite podcast. Still not sure? Then stick around to the end of the episode today to hear a teaser episode of Our Fake History. If you dig it, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what are we talking about in this episode? Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our friend Jim Farley racing his uh, Lola, Mm -hmm. uh, Cosworth Power Lola, um, updates on Ford Bronco roof, hardtops, and uh, Corvette Z06. And a little uh, horsepower torque quiz. Horsepower torque quiz. I think you guys will find it interesting. Yeah. All right, first there's Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything from engine control modules, to brakes, to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck, write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Choice they've got on a mandate. Get it on and welcome to Carcass. I'm Adam Crowell. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Hello, how I'm, are you? I'm well, tired, running around, crazy schedule. 
Yeah. Early morning. <laughs> yeah. You didn't sign up for this shit. No, I did not. <laughs> I'm supposed to uh, be entering my uh, days of leisure. Uh, what's going on in the car world? Uh, there's a lot going on in the car world. Um, I'm heading out to a PRI show mm-hmm. for the first time. It's kind of the more racing-oriented version of the SEMA show. and mm-hmm. I've never been. I hear it's fantastic. I'm excited to go. I'm going to be doing a car cast out there. So, hey, next week, take the week off. I got you covered. <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> I, I sent you over a couple of bring-a-trailer results. Yeah. I sent you over a Lamborghini Murcielago, I think, that was like 505000 bucks. That's a kind of modern day Lambo. I think it's like an 06. Yeah. Um, did it did it do better than that? Hold on. It, it did think... 500 and change. I think it, uh, I think it was 505, but I don't know. Maybe it was better than that. Uh, because I did yeah, also, 515, but you're right. It's pretty I, much true. It did a little better. I uh, also sent you and maybe I'm thinking about the Power Wagon custom that was 405. 405. So right. the Power Wagon this has been interesting because, like, uh, like Winslow Bent is a guy uh, that does legacy classic trucks, and he's making these things, these sort of really nice rebuilt, like, drivable versions. So now they're – and, you know, he's selling them for $400,000. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how these power wagons are starting to turn into – the next thing, like an Icon Bronco or even like a Singer Porsche, that you know, people are loving these things. And when you start getting in a guy like Winslow, who knows the history of all of them and the wacky vehicles over the years, you realize some of the crazy, crazy, like rare trucks that, that have come up. And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna modify this and we're gonna turn this into something drivable. Yeah, I, I chalk it up. I look at those trucks kind of like the way I look at these steampunk movement i'm like really <laughs> seems like a lot of work for that seems like a lot of work uh, you know, what are you gonna do with that you gotta leave the house at some point what do you do with the aviator goggles and the top hat and stuff <laughs> like what we at some point you just want to go to the corner store right yeah you don't you have to put the goggles on you probably do but you've committed to that now look i, I never want to be one of those you know i don't want to be my mom like oh who needs to go 200 miles an hour why would you need you know why do you need this for i look i love it all but um you know maybe i'm just an old fart but you know i look at that truck and i go this doesn't look like 400 grand but also good and <laughs> yeah. good news for good uh, news for them well good news for sean who's at my shop with uh, <laughs> 70 carcasses of um suburbans from the 70s that he's whacking up with a torch you know yeah 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 and you know it's look it's a cool piece it's just i'm i'm happy and or surprised at the 400 grand but it, it's nice as we keep talking about that market, you know, that sort of custom, you know, it was always a given. You you spent four hundred grand to make it, mm-hmm. and then it was worth eighty six grand. That mm-hmm. was that was the market, yeah. and it's good for anybody who's wants to go out and do something. You know, there's a there's a justification. You know, if if you are saying, and there's also a kind of a family finance, you know, clear it with the old lady uh, equation too, which is like, you know, if you live in a house 
and you say, look, you know, we should do a kitchen remod. It's going to cost 150 grand, but, you know, I think it's going to add 250 grand to the price of the house if we ever sell it. You know, that's, that's easy to sign off on. Mm-hmm. If you go, I'm going to put a lazy river around the pool, you know, and it's going to cost 700 grand. It, it's not going to add 700 grand to the house. <laughs> so it's no. a tough, it's a tough sell. Yeah. But with these cars and, you know, that we've seen, a Porsche version of this, you know, is a guy who's working on, a, you know, 935 Apple car uh, tribute replica car. You know, it's, it's, you, you go, geez, do you want to, you want to put 200 grand into this clone car? Yeah, well, right. now you do. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you go, okay, well, if you do a good job on your Apple clone car, then there's probably more than two hundred grand there for you, and that's that kind of opens it up. I, and I, I'm looking at this power wagon. It's got a lot of stuff, and it looks good. And you know, there's a few things that I don't really care for, but I don't, I don't think this thing was anywhere near four hundred to make. You know, so this isn't one of the turnkey ones. You know, that was four hundred grand. They obviously did a lot of work on this thing, but was it four hundred grand? I don't I don't know. I mean just I'm not sure that it's quite there. The other movement that I'm seeing that it's kinda hit or miss. Most of the time I don't necessarily like it. You've seen this is uh Chris on Bring a Trailer, there's this Bronco. It's red, it's probably like a seventy eight. It might be like a four door Bronco with a or like a four-door pickup truck with a cab over the back to make it look like a Bronco. Yeah, I saw that. So what they did is they said, hey, we took this retro-looking truck and Mm -hmm. we put a modern-day F-150 Raptor underneath it, full, like, Raptor suspension and everything. Mm -hmm. So you got this classic-looking truck with the full Raptor suspension. I Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But then in the interior, they put, like, the dash and gauges and touchscreen and seats from the Raptor. I don't like that. I'm like, now you just made it a Raptor and kind of rebodied it. I would have liked to have seen the classic interior styling of it, most, you know, for the most part, you know, maybe change the seats or the radio or something, right? You know, air conditioning, power steering. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it would have been cool if you would have been like, oh, this is a, you know, a 78 Bronco or a 78 F 150 with full Raptor underneath it. But look at the interior. It's got the classic styling, and you know we made a couple small touches. But if I got in and it just felt like a brand new Raptor, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I, I was looking at this one too. I don't know what it sold for. Ultimately, uh, 190, $196,000. It's um, it's definitely you know. Well, first off, you know, safe spaces and octagons. I told everybody this is where we're heading. You know what I mean? I think the truck market has just oh, yeah. exploded, right? Yeah. I mean, it is just – who would have thought, you know, on the eve of 2022 as we're heading into all electric that this crazy truck market would explode? And the answer is I would have thought it because that's what <laughs> happens when you push yeah. people in one direction too hard. It's basically, you know, where did where do these anti-vaxxers – where they come from? It's like, well, because you tried to push everyone too hard, and that's <laughs> right. where they came from. Right. They came from you, essentially, was trying to push them. That's that's yeah. how we roll, is, I say human beings, but probably Americans, you know, mm, yeah. More, yeah. Than, more than other cultures. So I like it. 
I, it, I still can't really explain the um, Lamborghini Aventador, Gallardo, or what the hell? Uh, Murcielago. I mean, it's a cool piece. Yeah. Uh, I think those things were a hundred grand all day long a few years ago. Yeah. They're they're modern. That's the other thing that's going on. Like these are modern cars mm-hmm. that are making it into this, you know, kind of classic car prices. You know, and it's like. We talked about this, you know, twelve thousand miles. That's that's plenty for for this uh, Murcielago. Yeah, that you, is. You, 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 I, I'm surprised anyone could put twelve thousand miles <laughs> on that car. It's a cool piece. It looks good. It sounds good. You know, it's very and and classic. this thing's had like four owners, right? So this isn't you know this thing's got passed around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, which is fine. It's just now you got to. You got to make sure you have that paper trail. So when you tell that story, you're like, "Oh, I'm the fifth owner on this car, and it's twelve thousand mm-hmm. miles," and mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, "Ah, okay," and it's pulling this this kind of money. So I mean, good for good for them. Yeah. All right. Let me hit uh, Mac Weldon here. Whether it's uh, the office holiday party or you know just lounging around with family and friends. Mac Weldon has all the essentials to keep you stylish and comfortable this season. They're Innovative daily wear system has made uh, outfit planning easy with pieces designed to work together for any occasion, saving you time and uh, eh, extra stress during the holiday season. Ace Collection, super soft, high-performance fabric with unmatched style. Um, Warm Knit Collection, shirts, vests, pajamas, pants, and uh, more. Um you can uh, use your body heat to keep you at the perfect temperature. I, l- I love the technology. It's now made its way into wardrobe. And no one is uh, doing better gift sets this holiday season than Mac Weldon. The stuff's beautiful. I wear it all the time. It's Mac Weldon, right, Matt? Yeah, you know, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash CarCast and enter promo code CarCast. That's MacWeldon.com slash CarCast. Promo code CarCast for 20% off. It's Mac Weldon. Get it right this holiday season. All right, so um, uh, did you, let's see. Did you mm-hmm. see this news about uh, Jim Farley and his mm-hmm. co-driver, uh, Billy Johnson, I think, Billy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Billy. He's really, really nice, um, obviously very fast. They competed in the classic 12 Hours of Sebring, mm-hmm. and uh, they ran Jim's car. Jim mm-hmm. Farley has a Lola, a mm-hmm. T298. Mm-hmm. And they they won they they won their class I guess I don't know if it was overall I don't know how it works over there but uh, but uh, Farley hitting the track again running that car love I mean, that just, guy yeah I'd like it, to see that, that yeah car. we'll see the car bring up a photo of that low I I sent a photo there were some social media photos that they weren't the best quality but I think it's green I don't know the full specs on the on the Lola but Chris can. Look it up. Well, it's um, probably single center seater. Yeah, kind of seventy eight Cosworth engine. Looking. Yeah, so uh, we'll put up the pictures in a sec. So he raced it in Road Atlanta Grand Prix, and they they called it uh, Lola T two nine eight prototype, one powered by two point liter Ford Cosworth engine. Rather than using the BDA engine reported, it's likely. He used the more powerful BDG and naturally aspirated four banger, making 275 horsepower. Mm. Weighs a uh, featherweight 1,345 pounds with a power to weight ratio of around 350 horsepower per ton. Nice, yeah. It's a nice. It's a nice piece. It's a quick car. 
God bless them. Yeah, see, that's a cool car. Yeah. The mirrors are so goofy. Yeah. Like, you got to do the mirrors, and then they got to hang up on, like, a toothpick, mm-hmm. and then you got to tie a string so it doesn't fly off the toothpick, right? right. It's like on a little, it's a, it's a kind of a weird setup, but, uh, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool car. I bet it sounds crazy. Yeah. No livery on it, as far as I can, uh, as far as I can tell. So they went full 12 hours, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess cool. so. I guess they ran. Uh, God bless and them. And won it. So and that's won a, it. That's a nice, that's a nice day. Could we love uh, Jim Farley, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of Fords, uh, I know Bronco's up to something. You know, the Ford Bronco has been uh, plagued with a lot of delays. Like a lot of the car companies, it was the chip issue. Uh, but the Broncos that were be del- being delivered with the hardtop, they they found a bit of an issue with it leaking water under heavy rains or like, you know, you're washing it or something. So they got on it right away and uh, worked on the fix for it. And now they're happy to say all of the Broncos that have been sitting in their parking lot at uh, Ford that were built and needed hardtops now have new hardtops. They're going to start delivering those. I'm starting to see them on the road. I'm not seeing a Bronco every day. I'm seeing two Broncos a week. Mm-hmm. You know, right. just around town, the full size yeah, yeah. new Bronco. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a couple four doors, <clears throat> um, the occasional two door. There's more four doors out there. I've seen this cool kind of gray, like this putty gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see it with with the soft top. I didn't see it with the hard top yet. So there's definitely been delays there. Uh, but it, it it you know, people are loving it and they're they're raving about it and having some fun. It's just kind of. Just the right mix of utility and retro style and something kind of new. You know, the Bronco has the 2.7 liter, 330 horsepower EcoBoost V6 in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got some power to it. Um, but they're, they're already working on a Raptor version, a Bronco Raptor. Mm-hmm. And there was a video that came out. Uh, Bronco Nation on YouTube put out the video. And it just looks like a really nice, you know, like two, three-minute video of this thing just driving in the dirt and kind of doing donuts. It still kind of had like the camouflage wrap on it, but not mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the Raptor lineup has done uh, so well. The F-150 has done so well for uh, for Ford. Uh, this thing looks pretty cool. It looks like it's going to have the off-road capability. So we have 330 horsepower engine now. There's a 400 horsepower 3-liter V6 in the Ford Explorer ST. Twin that, turbo. Yeah, and that would be perfect for this, right? Mm-hmm. Like the base having the 330, mm-hmm. if you can get it. There's a smaller engine, too, you can get with a manual transmission. But the 330 horsepower 2.7-liter, if you could put the 3-liter in with the 400 horsepower an engine that's already out there, then you got this nice lineup of 330-horsepower Bronco, 400-horsepower Bronco, and then F-150, and then you have F-150 Raptor with 450-horsepower, mm-hmm. and then Raptor R, which comes out in a year or so, with like 780-horsepower. Right. So you, now you've got this gamut of fun off-road stuff, and that's before you even touch like Ranger or or... Yeah, yeah. No, no, I imagine if you have uh, a three-liter twin-turbo that's putting out 400 horsepower, you could flash that thing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's whenever you have 
the turbos, you have the ability to ring out more horsepower pretty easily, right? I think for sure there's a, there's an easy 450 horsepower in there with a, with a tune and probably a nice Canon filter. Granted, probably on 93 octane, maybe you're about 435 on the 91 stuff we got out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the uh, yeah, for sure it's easy to do. Nissan unveiled uh, the GT500. The the Nissan Z GT500. So there's the GT Racing class. I think in, in Japan it's the GT class, and mm-hmm. they the GTR the streetcar. Mm-hmm. That car isn't quite done yet. We've still got another I think year, maybe two before they bring back the GTR. Um, well, the GTR hasn't ended yet. We still oh, have the GTR, but. For next year, this coming season, they're not going to race it. They've already mm-hmm. swapped that out mm. for the new Z. But this is the photo you're looking at. This is the new Z GT500. It's a GT500 spec. It will race against Acura NSX and Toyota Supra. Mm-hmm. But in racing trim, the spec engines for these cars is a two-liter four-cylinder turbo that makes about 600, 650 horsepower. Huh, I'm surprised they have a four-cylinder. Yeah, they got a four-cylinder. It's just the spec that they run in. I think it's... They uh, must... That must be a rules yeah, situation, Yeah, that's a rules right? situation, yes. So they can't run a turbo with three liters or whatever it is. I mean, there's some rules, some well, weight, some things. Interesting, because the street car comes with, what, it's a three-liter, 400-horsepower twin-turbo V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in race trim, yeah, a two-liter, four-cylinder, single-turbo, hmm. paddle-shifted, six-speed is the spec, 650 horsepower. Wow, that looks like a fun car to drive. But this is going to be a, a big influence over the aftermarket, right? When mm-hmm. you see, you know, the wide body and, and the wings and stuff, everything that it's SEMA next year for the for the Z, this is going to put a lot of influence on that thing. It's kind of a cool looking. It's very aggressive looking, right? Yeah, yeah, you should get in one of those. You should reach out to Nissan and say, "Hey, I'd be down to driving one of these bad boys uh, <laughs> because that thing looks fun as shit." <laughs> Well, they got to put uh, what's her nose, Captain America. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah, she's got to drive. it She's first. got to drive it first. So she's going to drive in their Super Bowl commercial. Oh, uh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> she's she's you know, she does a lot of that uh, Mark Ruffalo shit. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Inequality and yeah, all yeah. virtue signaling and all that. All that. She she's all up in that. She's all woke. Okay. I like it when the blonde hotties are all all woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you fucking idiots! It's too much. Yeah. Uh, I just remember she's, you know, whining about the, the police or whatever the mm, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, whoever those idiots are. <laughs> They're just wrong about everything. She, <laughs> that, she's, she's really into the gender equality. She, oh, she's yeah, I think she's in the, speak to reporters that. But, oh, she, but, that but she's the she pay parody, right? She she's like the, she's that. She won't speak to, yeah, she, she needs like an equal number of female and male reporters. Yeah, she said. Yeah, she she hated the uh, lack of diversity among film reporters and called for better representation of minority voices in film criticism. Yeah. It, okay. Okay. Fine. Here's the here's the thing. <laughs> um, some people just do certain things or track certain things. Like uh, I'm a white guy. I travel through, through LAX. They're about ninety percent black. TSA. I'd like a little more. I'd like to be represented in that group. You know what I mean? So I could have a higher comfort level. 
Because, you know, I, first, the first thing is, is uh, has anyone really thought about the notion of the racist notion of I need to feel comfortable, so I need people like me? Yeah. Like, I need the fire department to feel, to look like me so I can feel comfortable? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, like, uh, that's it, a weird, it's just a weird notion. Anyway, fuck her. Put me in that car. Put you in the car. That's it. That's move, what I'm move saying. Into, move into that car and get into that racing series. I think you got to go to Japan to race it, too. All which, right. Which adds to the fun factor. So so be it. Whatever right. you got to do, you go. You go to Japan. I would love – look, it's got paddle shifts. I'm in. I'd love to go to paddle Japan, shifting. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in. I, w- <laughs> I would love to do that. All right. Let me tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck, write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Okay, so uh, what else are we looking at here? You know, we're starting to get some. We're starting to get some uh, some information in that new Corvette Z06. You know, I saw it at SEMA, saw it at LA Auto Show. It looks insane. The sound of that, you know, five point five liter flat plane crank V8. They had a cutaway version at the LA Auto Show. You know, mm. which I always love those things. And you're like, oh, this is a cool idea. Do the cutaway, and you realize that's a hundred fifty thousand dollar engine now because it, the cutaway is really expensive to make it. Mm-hmm. The company that does it is it a four cam engine? It is. Yeah, it's a yeah. four cam engine, flat Every, plane crank. Everything's aluminum. Uh, yeah, it just winds out, and it's this cool like dual throttle body inlets, and then the. The intake, the sides, the left and right banks of the intake manifold connect itself with like three more valves that look like throttle bodies in between. So a lot going on in there that contributes to the sound and the power of this What degree V8 is it? Uh, Or is it like just standard? Does it look pretty traditional? Or does it look a little flatter? It it looks pretty traditional. Okay. Yeah, it looks pretty traditional. I didn't want to throw you a curveball, but I mean, it looks normal. Yeah, and we keep getting into like let's define what a flat plane crank V8 is and it's uh it it definitely changes the firing order and I think it's shooting two cylinders at at once mm-hmm. if I got that correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of you know real fast, you know 1 through 8 in whatever order, I think it kind of gets too close to each other or at the same time. I could be wrong on that. Again, I I got to go back and uh and and make sure I, I get it right when I do explain it. But the numbers are coming in that are saying, hey, the base price of this could be around 90000 bucks." Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, I'm sure the carbon track pack or whatever is 18 or 20 grand, but I mean, it's cool looking. It's got a lot of like Ferrari and McLaren, uh, certainly competition wise, sub three second, I don't know, two point something, zero to 60. Mm -hmm. And that sound, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you'd hear that thing from a mile away and go, oh, that sounds like a Ferrari. And then you realize it's, it's the new Corvette. For a yeah. hundred grand, I mean, for under hundred grand, I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's gonna. They're all gonna be a hundred to hundred twenty grand, depending on options. But it's nice. I uh, mean, uh, good. Yeah, Here we that are. thing's gonna be. That thing's gonna what be. You said thing tax up to ninety three or six think, or something. I think it was nine thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of car for that that price, which you know sounds expensive, but it's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of car for that money, and finally. Doing what I mean, you know, I just think America always kind of was heading a little bit in the wrong direction in in that. I mean, traditionally, you know, I don't know who should, who to blame, Carol Shelby. I don't know who, but it's like low end grunt and torque. That's basically the domain of school buses and semi trucks and <laughs> things of that nature right yeah the the wrung out high winding tack it up i mean that's essentially a sports car like if you just go what's the difference between a school bus and a sports car it's like well the school bus got a lot of torque and a lot of low end it doesn't wind up um but the sports car's got the wrung out high revving you know, fire breathing, whatever. Yeah. And America is always, you know, between the Corvette and the Mustangs and, you know, Camaros and Pontiac GTO and stuff. And, and not to mention all the Mopar stuff. They're always like, let's put the huge low end lump in this car. And, you know, I get it. They're a little more quarter mile oriented and stuff like that, but it, it always kind of flew in the face of what I would think of as a sports car, you know, like, you know, like I always said, like the first gen Ford or second gen Ford GT, you know, 05, 06, whatever, you know, just sort of the supercharger with the low end and, you know, the, you know, 6.3 red line or whatever. It's just, right. It, it kind of flew in the face like of, yeah. that's 8,600. Yeah. It just sort of flew in the face of like the ethos of sports cars, you know, and, and people go, Hey, that car kicks ass or the zero to 60 time is good and, and all that. And I, I wouldn't argue with you, but I'm saying for me, ringing it out, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the fun of that kind of spirited driving, you know, yeah. and, and it's also like, you know, you think about why it's so fun to race around in one of those 510 race cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no such thing as not ringing it out. It's just the, the engine. Right. It you, doesn't really go anywhere unless you're, you know, you're halfway through the, the RPM. It is. If, if I, I would reckon if you went out there with the B sedan guys and the 2.5 Trans Am guys and those guys with all the 510s and the, their Alfa Romeos and and all that all that stuff. If you shifted that car, it if you just went, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the rev limiter down to 6,500. Mm-hmm. You just fall off the pace. Yeah, you yeah. just completely fall off the pace. It's got to be 7,700. Otherwise, you can't do right. it. Right, and 
then then it makes for really exciting, you know, engaged, spirited driving because it's all about finding that gear. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You can't you come around the hairpin at the end and you start down the straightaway at Laguna Seca and you've just dropped it into third gear as you come around that corner, you'd just be dragging your ass all the way down right, that right. straightaway. Like, so to me, that is sports cars. You know, that's right. what I like. And I've never really been that attracted to the American stuff because they were like big lump, low end, big grunt, you know, more, you know, more, I would reckon that for a long time, a lot of those cars had more torque than horsepower because of the displacement of the engine, but not the, you know, in the architecture of the engine wasn't to wind yeah. it out, but whatever. So now here, here we go. Well, that's kind of, it's so, kind of on. I mean, Mustangs kind of, you know, doing that, yeah. you know, uh, vets, you know, like it took a while. So I've been talking is what I've wanted for like 40 years. And they're finally <laughs> going, this is sports cars. And now they have a world-class sports car. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about what I wanted. I, I mean, just, uh, I mean, talking about the Corvette, like uh, a world-class sports car that you can buy. And, but the racing car, like Jim Farley's Lola, that little Cosworth engine, I mean, to make the power he needs to make in that thing, it's gotta be a lot of RPM. I think those things are. I think it's probably about nine grand. I was going to say it's probably plus upwards of nine grand on that thing yes. to be able to make what it's making, right? So and and it also you have to drive it a certain way. It's not that forgiving. That just doesn't have <laughs> any low end for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're not in the right gear, you're 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 hurting. Right. You know, so getting those quarters coming in hot. That's right. <laughs> there's no way to get out. <laughs> You yeah. gotta you gotta drive them that way, yeah. you know. So that's exciting to me, and and it's good that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I wonder, Chris. I, we'll we'll put it put it out there. Let's say like a eighty four vet, yeah, or a Mustang five yeah, from back in the day. Do you think they had more torque than horsepower? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't think they did, but to your point, like the American iron racing series, which is a lot of like Mustangs and Camaros from the eighties and nineties, they, because they were limited, that series was interesting because of, they're trying to keep it fairly affordable with, you know, iron block V8, something you can get for a couple hundred bucks. They limited horsepower in some of those classes, but not torque. So they would build up the biggest engine they can make, right? The biggest horsepower and torque engine that they can make, and then plug up, start to plug up the intake, like plug up like throttle body. And that really cuts down the horsepower, but the torque still really starts to, to stay up there. And that whole series is kind of like that whole strategy of restricting the intake but with a big displacement engine makes for a different type of racing class because you got all this power to dig out of the corners but you really don't have a lot of top end you know Mm -hmm. that you know a lot of rpm for that top end so it's kind of flipped the script but but as you know like as you started to get into the high rpm engines Mm -hmm. that gets costly 
things mm-hmm. start to break at that at that RPM. Mm-hmm. So how do you make an affordable racing series? You go, oh, you go big torque, low RPM. But I want to say the five O Mustangs. I mean. I think they were like 5,200, 5,500 RPM. Wait, was that 84 too, the 5.0s? When did they start? Y- yeah, so it was like, uh, yeah, in, in the 80s they had it as well. That was the four-eyed car. And then 87, 88 mm. was the, the other car. But, you know, the five-liter iron block, iron heads, 225 horsepower. Uh, I, I, I'd be surprised if it was 200 pound-feet of torque. Do you... Um Chris, uh, I have some answers. Um, that RPM number's right on the vet, huh? That's a peak peak horsepower there. That's what that's what I'm seeing wow. at uh, two uh, different sources. Yeah. Scary. Uh, so, what do you want to do? What year do you want to do the Mustang? You want to do an '84 and an '84 vet, '84 Mustang? Yeah, sure. Okay. '84. I have some numbers. Okay. First, I'll tell you about uh, Trico. Over a century ago, Trico was the first to make wiper blades. They've been a step ahead of Mother Nature. Ever since, Trico engineers study your specific driving conditions to make sure you're ready for anything, even if it rains actual cats and dogs. Although, uh, I don't know, Phil hits that windshield. We got, <laughs> I got a little crack in my windshield. I could be from that already. We got, we got, <laughs> we got issues, people. Uh, whatever the weather, Trico wipers maintain maximum windshield contact. No matter what your driving habits, you're always going to find the right wiper blade for your vehicle uh trico by the way they've been the future of wipers since 1917 1917 so you want to find a store near you and uh, find out all the uh latest offers over there at trico you just visit trico cats and that is trico cats and dogs.com all right uh this is why i'm a genius and um and Matt, yeah. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised at you. Yeah. I'm little, I, well, I, I, so I don't 84. often. I don't throw around the word disappointed that often, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm dusting it off for this. Well, now you're kind of giving it away. I was going to yeah, say eight, 84. It was a little lower horsepower, so it was probably oh, look at him, 200 horsepower. Him, and I actually was going to say 200 horsepower and 200 and. 78 pound feet of torque well but. you already gave your answer and it okay. was uh, you said so my my h- hypotheses is that these cars always had i mean for a long time yeah. uh 84 vet 205 horsepower mm-hmm. at 4300 rpm yeah i i can't we we, could, we couldn't crack it couldn't start with a five <laughs> no. 4300 I, I was surprised is that low um 205 at 4,300, 290 foot-pounds of torque. So, uh, 290. At, at, at 2,800. So yeah. I am my assertion yeah. is dead nuts on. You guys were making a sports car with a lot more torque lot more than torque. horsepower. And then uh, you go to the 84 Mustang 5-liter, um, 5.0, 175 in the horsepower range. At a robust 4,000 RPM. You got to grab that gear, man. That comes up fast. <laughs> it's coming up fast. <laughs> it's coming up fast because it's halfway <laughs> on a, where you would normally shift yeah, a right? sports car. That's why it's yeah. coming up fast. Torque 245 at uh, 2,400. Yeah. Now, so here's, for for me, a guy likes to like, you know, has a little philosophical bent on things. You know, my thing is kind of, on a Corvette, 
or a Mustang, you know, when did the horsepower pass the torque? Mm-hmm. Because now it's a sports car. You know, you take you you look you look at a yeah Ferrari, you know, Daytona from the back in the day. You know, the thing probably had three hundred and twenty horsepower and one seventy eight worth of torque, or, or something something like that. You know what I'm saying? You take a look at a whatever the whatever the equivalent would have been from Europe, and you'd see a much lower uh, torque rating and a much higher RPM. So here's the question, Max Zapata, and here's a time to redeem yourself, Matt. Yeah. I'm when up. did okay. when did Corvette spit out a year? When did Corvette beat its torque with its horsepower? When did Corvette... Specialty, specialty additions aside. So like a 90 ZR1 wouldn't right. do it, because I think that's probably what, mm-hmm. what did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I was more of a Corvette guy, but All right, we probably can... not until the C5 Corvette. What year was that, sir? <laughs> C5 was... Uh, well, you want to just hop ahead to a 2000 Corvette yeah. and see, All right. see what I... happened? And do a 2000 you know, Mustang as well, and we'll see... What happened? But it's it's. I don't know if they passed it at two thousand. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was funny. I was just looking at my car outside, uh, the Mustang Mach One, mm-hmm. and now we're at four eighty horsepower and four twenty pound feet of torque. Right, right. I mean, now both the numbers are way up. They're double what mm-hmm. they more than double what they were back then. But what year did they start the C five uh, Max Pata? If you can uh, tell us that. The uh, the C five had three hundred and forty five horsepower at fifty six hundred RPM, but three fifty foot pounds of torque. It's getting close, forty four. But I bet they added a little RPM because I because the torque doesn't sustain. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That flattens out, but the RP but the horsepower can go up with RPM. Uh, the C five was from ninety seven to 04. Still haven't passed it. So that's that. If anyone yeah. wants to know why, sort of, uh, what's my beef with American cars? It's like yeah. that's that's kind of it. I, I, so C five doesn't get it done, but then C six does get it done, right? Because now they got to add a little more RPM, mm-hmm. right? You got to right, mm-hmm. and and part of the reason for the a little more RPM is I'm guessing is so you can you know add more gears. <laughs> well, the the 2000 Mustang Cobra. But that is still kind of a special edition. The 2000 Mustang Cobra, I think, had a four, that had a four valve engine in it. Uh, so that's a specialty item. Yeah. The Cobra, just I just need the straight Mustang V8. But uh, 320 horsepower, 317 torque. Because of the four valve and the RPM. Probably, yeah. It's 6,000. Yeah, because now that you've added that extra RPM, you can the horsepower can keep going and the the torque is staying a little flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm guessing the C7 Corvette started to do it. Again, just not the specialty ones, but it's probably, I mean, what was the first year? 2005? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that, that started to to do it. But the C6 went to 638 horsepower and 604 in the torque. So now, now, we're, now we're moving. And I'm guessing, what is that flat planer? I mean, I know... Uh, I know the high end is what are you into the fives in the horsepower the four eighty or something like that for which the flat plane vet uh, crank the flat plane crank 
Corvette is 8,600 RPM and like 670 horsepower. Must be down on the torque. It must be down on the torque, yeah. Um, what's the new Corvette Z06 torque or the you know, new Corvette Z06? I'll, uh, I'll have Z06, Chris uh, yeah, Z06, look it up. Um, engine specs but yeah big well first when they announced it they got way more horsepower than what everybody thought but they said 8600 rpm like well there you go right Right. that's where where you're getting it but also that's what makes that sound good all right everyone Mm -hmm. 670 in the horsepower and 460 in the torque which means it's got again yeah not so long ago these things had more horsepower or <laughs> yeah. more torque than horsepower. Now it's more than 200, you know, uh, it beats it by more than 200 horsepower. All right, but they've had more than double the RPM. Would you say 4,000 RPM on the Corvette or something like that? And then it's 8,600 on this. Double the RPM now. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yep. All right, guys, whether you own your home or rent your home, I bet it could be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. We know that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. All right. You can uh, come down to the Bray Improv this Wednesday and see me and TJ Miller taping uh, shows for the Daily Special up there. Uh, the Warburton show is probably sold out, but uh, the T.J. Miller has some tickets uh, left. So we're going to be part of it. We're going to be taping it for the Daily Wire, doing uh, stand-up specials over there. Portland coming up, Helium Comedy Club, December 22nd, 23rd. We're doing live shows there, live podcasts there, and also uh, we're doing live uh, stand-up there. And you can you can check out the whole Truth Yeller series at the, the dailywire.com slash Adam. Sign up for your membership there. And our chassis channel, 687 on Pluto TV. All the Shelby, Uppity, 24-Hour War, Nikki Lauda story. It's all there. It's all free. What do you got, man? I was going to say on that show, uh, Going Racing. There should be a new season of Going Racing with Adam Kroll on Pluto. So check that out. I'm not exactly sure what's all in that season yet, but I know we filmed a bunch of stuff. So that'll be good. And uh, as I said, uh, PRI. Uh, Friday, if you're at PRI, as you're listening to this, Friday, 10 a.m., PRI, the main stage. So, until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.